Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hail Cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Doing all right, Josh. Game week six in the books. Uh, I think uh, it was kind of up and down for for different managers. And, and here we are, Josh. I had a good game week and yours not so much. So I think that's always a good situation for the pod to be in where <laughs> yeah, we get true. both perspectives on the game week which will then result probably in different perspectives looking ahead to game week seven, Yep. which as we know is the first double game week of the season. Does it, does this double have you uh, super excited? Uh, well, you know, we'll talk not, I would say no, but uh, it, it, you know, I think there's certainly something to talk about and I think we can, we can get into that a little bit and it's, it's, it's interesting to decide, you know, make fantasy fun again as a, is a major theme of this this podcast and so what is the fun way to approach the double game week i think is a good question do you is it mffa to completely skip out on a double should you always play it uh is it mffa to captain carlton morris or do you need him at all so i think we can <laughs> we can talk about that yeah. um yeah we can talk about game week six yeah game week six was um about as bad as it gets for me now i've had six consecutive really bad game weeks and I've never started a season like this before ever. And, uh, so, you know, it's a little unfortunate, especially with coming right at the start of the season. It's hard not to feel like, like, I don't know, like it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's a hard one to shake off for sure. And, um, you know, I mean, I have five top 10 K finishes. I have three top 10 K finishes in the last five years. So, you know, I don't like, I wouldn't say my confidence is shaken and I, enjoy poker. I enjoy gambling. I've done a lot of both and I know what it's like to go on an extended losing streak. And, um, that's what I'm going through right now. Uh, it's just a extended losing streak. Everything is going wrong and, uh, it won't last. Uh, I, based on whatever kind of empirical evidence I've you know, gathered together the last 10 years of doing fantasy, uh, it'll, it'll pass. So, um, but I feel like I talked about, I talked about it enough on this pod, honestly. It's just not, it, to me, speaking of MFFA, you know, me coming on here and complaining again about another bad game week is just not a, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a certain segment of this audience that really enjoys it. Uh, but for me, it's like, uh, I just don't want to, I just want to have one single good game week this season. I have not had one yet. Every single one of them has been bad. Yeah. So it's, that is, that is the thing that's a little bit of a bummer uh, is nothing has gone well not once. And so that, you know, so, but, but again, we're six thirty eights of the way through the season. So it's a very, very long season. And I am not even that down. I mean, I'd sort of, when, when Sven Botman scored on a trippier assist and I had brought in, um, Char because I liked, you know, I thought he had the most kind of goal threat of anybody on the, uh, on the uh, Newcastle team, I actually laughed because it was, it, it was to me, it was it, at some point it gets funny. Like when things go so catastrophically wrong. Like, I mean, either you can like get mad at the gods or whatever. I mean, what, I, you know, I can't like rewind the clock and pick different players. And so at some point it just doesn't make sense to get overly annoyed about it. It's just sort of um, something that I hope ends sometime soon. Um, so that's, yeah. that's where we are, but let's talk about your game week. Cause you had a good game week and I, I don't want to go on about mine. Uh, you just, I'm just not going to think about it. I'm just going to try to move forward. Yeah, we got an email from Thomas Peace, listener out there, who ha said, I have had a disaster of a wild card in the process. Sold Matoma, sold Ma Madison, sold Saka. How do I recover from this? And I think that that's, that's right. You've got to just, frankly, you've just got to move on. And yeah. I think you, you struck upon something there that I always think about is all you need to wipe away bad vibes is one game week and not yeah, one good exactly. game week and your weight now goes on for another good game week i yeah exactly 
have not had to uh, wait. I scored 82 points this week. I kept triple United, which uh, miracle upon miracle paid off when I saw Johnny Evans was starting at center back. Uh, yeah. I, I just assumed that clean sheet was going to get wiped out. And Onana didn't even get a yellow card. That's how much good fortune smiled upon <laughs> my game week. Bruno came through with his goal. The only blanks I see are Rashford, Chilwell, and uh, Julian Alvarez, which was my transfer. I brought in Julian Alvarez and Botman. So all told, that was a really good uh, upside for for my two free transfers and sure. I move up 700,000 spots to 1.2 million still nice. outside of the uh, of the um top million uh, knocking on we, the door we, we are we are knocking yeah. on the door uh, it's still still like the the uh, cliche rings true that it's it's early enough to where yep. being just outside the top million is it doesn't mean you're that far away from your, your colleagues in the top 100 K. Yeah, exactly. It was somebody I saw, it might've been, um, Gianni. Uh, it was one of our, one of our friends, um, started Saturday morning at like 1.9 million had a hundred plus points this game week and cracked the top 200 K right. When <laughs> did, did yeah. you know, so it's, you can still do that this early on in the season. It's you are really, it's really early enough that one, strong game week is enough for you to j- jump almost 2 million spots. And that that's yep. still true going to game week seven. So, you know, there's no reason to, uh, if you, if you're down, there's no reason to stay down. Uh, there's a long, <laughs> long way to go. Um, and if it still doesn't go well, then you got an international break coming up in two weeks. So you can, um, you reset there or wild card if you haven't done that yet. Um, and, uh, and just, and just reset things a little bit. Yeah. It feels like a game week to this one that, of some narratives are finally starting to settle Chelsea we understand and I think we're going to talk a bit more about that in a second uh Newcastle it's really all about the defense Man City we have understood Arsenal coming through with attacking returns as our as our Spurs we this is all clear cut right now so I think the path forward is starting to feel a lot clearer for managers Manchester United might still be the only one where nobody really knows what to do with this team at this point yeah I mean I think the other story is just how I mean and I mean I I guess it's relevant for game week seven is uh just this has to be the worst pool of promoted teams uh, since you and I have been doing this pod at least (laughs) uh if not if not longer I mean um and and I it's fantasy and in real life, right? I mean, there's there's really no one you want in fantasy from from these clubs outside of maybe Carlton Morris, and they're getting. I mean, I don't know. It's obviously Sheffield United lost eight nil today, which is which is pretty extreme. Uh, but I think even um, you know Burnley at home to a reeling Man United coming off three days rest and just a toothless performance. Luton Town has. Uh, it's 11 versus 10 for 60 minutes against another, uh, uh, you know, honestly pretty bad wolf side as well. And they can muster one pen. Um, and it's just, so I think, I think that I guess, and, and, and again, there's no, no disrespect to the teams that got promoted. They, they earned it and and they're here. And, um, I don't have any, like, um, I I don't have any like invective, uh, that I want to direct towards them. Um, other than, other than, other than not wanting to watch them play really. Right. I mean, there's not, I don't really want to watch any of the matches when they're on because they're, Mm -hmm. they're not very exciting teams and there's really no one to own in fantasy. But I think, you know, um, the other, the other side of it though, is that you really, uh, can start looking at their fixtures as, um, as fixtures where you might want to look to captain a player. I mean, I, honestly, I guess that would be an argument for Carlton Morris, just that he plays a promoted team in game <laughs> yeah. week seven. Um, so snake and, eating its own tail yeah, here. Ex- yeah, exa- exactly. So game week seven is maybe a, a, actually sort of a bad example of this, although I guess if there was a third theme, it would be that uh, the Holland alternatives are, it's starting to to make a little more sense that you could consider um, some Holland alternatives. And uh, again, in most cases, I'm still going to captain Holland. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. a, he's the, 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 the leading goal scorer for, you know, he will be at the end of the season. I'm almost certain the leading goal scorer for the, uh, premier league's best side. Um, the squad is built around him. He, like basically never gets a rest. Um, he, uh, so there's all these arguments for him, but he does seem a little off this year. It feels like he's not quite, 
maybe everyone's a little more used to him. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't feel like, also just feels like, honestly, it feels like maybe he's just, his, like his luck is catching up with him a little bit, right? It felt like Uh last season, if he had a glimmer of a chance, he was scoring every single time. And this year it's, it's not quite happening. Yeah. He'd go through a half and have one touch on the ball and that touch would be for a goal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, yeah, what's his like, uh, yeah, I mean, on the season he's got an eight XG, so still, still fine. Still, still has six goals in the season, even in his bad matches, he's, he's scoring points and he had 20 points in game week four, just three weeks ago. And he hasn't, and he scored in these, the subsequent two matches. So I'm not exactly ripping the captain's armband off of him, but, um, I think it is kind of interesting. I think the other one that I'm sort of the, the, I have to say the sun thing is interesting too. Like what to do with sun, I think is an interesting question. Just again, if we're talking about like stories of the season so far, um, I mean the thing about the two goals they conceded today, it's like he, there's something to be said for just a team that takes their chances and, and scores in those moments. And Matt, I think Madison does make sun better for sure. But it was kind of weird. I mean, they basically scored two goals and two Arsenal defensive errors, right? The first, the first Sun goal was Rhea. I don't even, I don't really know what he was doing. It was like amateur level keeping, right? He just sort of throws the ball back into play. Um, and then they scored like 10 seconds later. And yeah, well, you yeah. do want to put Saka into that conversation because Madison did skin Saka alive to get into the position to play. Yeah, but that, it never uh, should have even been. And if it weren't for Rhea, that, that ball is not even in play right okay I mean, all right we're not yeah. letting ray off the hook here all right no sorry, it's I, it, yeah exactly it's, it's, it's the fault and then the and then the second goal was was a giveaway uh where they're just a slip of concentration right and Georgina, and, you know, yeah yeah exactly who you know came on for declan rice so that was kind of fluky as well right like he wouldn't even be on the pitch if rice hadn't had the the back issue and son so it's like i i wasn't like i watched that match thinking oh yeah like spurs are just like trading punch for punch here it kind of felt like arsenal should have won that match and spurs got super lucky and again you take your chances and so it's uh, it feels like i'm coming in on all these clubs i'm really not but um other than maybe being generally a little salty right now but i i feel like uh <laughs> lean into it yeah I, yeah but i feel like uh and no credit to them for for scoring two goals and i mean you know a lot of teams aren't aren't that lethal they won't take advantage of those moments and, and get too draw but if i'm arsenal i'm hugely sure. disappointed by that draw Definitely. To be fair to Spurs, this is the tactic that you would take away from home in a tough uh, derby match. But at, at the same token, Arsenal are playing home and they had the better of the attacking chances. They had the better right. of the possession. So they, yeah, they will feel they should have won on the whole. I, I don't think there's any way to argue that it wasn't a, a fair result. But I like a fantasy. Yes. The purpose of this episode or this podcast is to put our fantasy yeah. hats on. And what did we learn from the North London Derby in terms of what to do with these guys as fantasy assets? Saka taking the pen with Jorginho on the pitch. Just he becomes more and more the talisman of that that club, which you love to see incredibly yep. taking pen. Salah-esque. Yep. And assuming yep. Rice is healthy and this back issue isn't, maybe it was precautionary. Arsenal, I think, are just going to get better and better. So, something along the lines of what we're seeing with Liverpool this season, like slowly sort of clicking into gear. And I think yeah, um, that makes me feel really good as a, as a soccer owner. Yeah, I think uh, Saka looked fantastic. Might be like a season-long own in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, in some ways it's the same old story. Jesus missed some chances as he always does. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just how it's always going to be with him, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Hover's coming in at the half, uh, after halftime, pff, he was bad again, added I nothing know. to the team. It's just the, that transfer was puzzling and people kept explaining, Oh, it's, he's going to be doing things that you can't see with the human eye. It's that sort of, <laughs> it's always the thing. It's like the things that Hover's are good at the, the human brain can't process or what it's always, this like nonsense. Right. But then you just see him out there and it's just like, okay, like, great. He, he did, he did, you know, he got a take away in the pitch and then he blew it three seconds later. So I'm not really sure what, what good it is, what good it is to do the good things. If you can't kind of, keep doing them throughout. And so, yeah. So I think it was, it was an interesting weekend. I mean, I think the matches were, I mean, obviously the other huge match was the Newcastle match. I mean, going on the road, uh, scoring eight goals. Um, I, uh, Botman who has never shown any attacking threat suddenly has a goal and assist on the season. That's after missing a couple of matches as well. So, I mean, maybe it's just a fluke. I don't really know, but 
um, you know, Karen Trippier, who you and I had basically been time and time again saying was not yeah. worth owning in fantasy and isn't worth this price, gets uh, three assists and uh, finishes on 18 points and an absolutely incredible return. And there's no, yeah. th- there's no point in pretending we weren't uh, uh, arguing because because we were. And that's I, I don't listen. I, I thought we were going to yeah, I exactly. thought we were going to yeah. get away with it there yeah. for a while when Botnick yeah. scored his goal. I was like, well, that's two assists. That's two Trippier assists. So yeah. we're still right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I think with the third assist and now Trippier has one more point in Botman on the season. To what degree does Sheffield United being an invisible team for 90 minutes play into how we digest what happened in that match? Because it was yeah. unreal how horrible they were. Uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it helps that they kept a clean sheet at home to Brentford the week before. And Brentford is a better team, although now I don't even know. Right after the uh, that Everton, that Brentford, that, that, that match that Everton played with, the match for Brentford hosted Everton. And Brentford yeah. are usually incredible at home. Uh, sure. That was probably the worst match they've played in the Premier League. It was, um, it was, they were Unexpected. never, yeah, it was, they were never good in that match. It was, it was incredible. I've never seen a match yeah. where, where Brentford almost always have a little fire or something like that they just looked exhausted. I don't really know. And I, and you know, they, they didn't have been me uh, still the Rico Henry probably out for the season now. And it, it, obviously they have, they have Ray Flecken Flecken is um, uh, apparently Flecken means, um, the stain in Dutch, which which I like. So now we know we can call Flecken the stain, and the human uh, he stain. does yeah he does nothing like he is. Uh, but I, I you know to, just to be positive about somebody here, and this is to go back to the Arsenal match. I think Vicario is incredible. I I am so impressed with him. What an incredible signing that has been for uh, for Spurs. I mean, I realized that he conceded. I mean, honestly, he had there's nothing. No fault in either goal, really. I mean, right? One is a is an own goal, and one was a uh, a pen. And I don't think you can ever blame a keeper for not saving a pen. Mm. Uh, but I just think every every time I watch him play, I'm just so impressed with him. And Agreed. what a great great signing he is. Yeah, I think that that Spurs defense is going to come together. I thought Udagi uh, was a little hamstrung by the early yellow card, yeah. but still looked incredible. And could have had a red though. Uh, that was that was scary. That was yeah. I didn't really understand how he never got that second yellow, but I think yeah. I think the ref appreciated that. Hey, this is a, this is a derby. Let the boys play a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Poro though? So he's getting a little more shine, I think, from fantasy managers who want to be different and yeah. not get you doggy because he's kind of getting to that universally owned point. But Poro, I uh, immediately, I think it was our friend Francis on the discord suggested Poro and I held my nose and I was like, you stinky. No, but I thought he, yeah. I thought he played decently and yeah, is getting forward as too. well. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, or maybe I guess it was two weeks ago. I feel like he had a good match, whatever they, they all, all starts to run together. I feel like he within the last couple of matches, I thought Poro, I'd seen, I saw him play well, and uh, I think he's fine. He's a little more expensive than Yudogi. I don't like him as much, and Yudogi's still only it's only seventeen percent owned overall. You know, pretty low, all, you know, really. So yeah. I think uh, I don't know. Maybe you want both. I don't know, feel it feels like a little too much, especially when you can still get Newcastle defenders for cheap. I mean, I, the question I have to think about now is whether uh, I have to get trippier in which i really didn't want to have to do and uh we all have this ben chilwell problem now so maybe <laughs> maybe it's him i guess uh i maybe i'll just pick up one of the goal scoring defenders that um newcastle are suddenly flow with so I, yeah i mean to go back to your original question how much do i blame sheffield i don't know i mean it's still an away match i think it's impressive to score eight goals in an away match no matter who you're playing right it's like it's yeah it, I don't understand what happened in the championship last year. That's, that's what I'm curious about. Like how, how did we get these three teams up? Like it's just, and it just feels, maybe we just got like, um, we just got kind of lucky the last few years. It feels like the last few years we've had one good team after another, even Forest, who were kind of a funky team, but they, they bought 37 new players and they've kind of made it work. Yeah. And Bournemouth played, I think, Quite well last season, especially in the second half of the season. Obviously, Brentford a couple years before that. Wolves before that. Don't forget about Fulham. And I think like if you look at Bournemouth and Fulham from last year coming up with squads intact, what you see often with championship sides is they get promoted through just a huge low knee system. 
and they lose all these lone players over the summer and come up with a skeleton crew and they either buy or in Luton's case, you don't buy uh, yeah. and and see what happens. You kind of just like take the broadcast money and and uh, take it as a win for the organization. Yeah. Newcastle. Uh, so I wasn't following the championship last year closely at all to know, but I suspect that's probably what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, that, that, that surely is. It's just, it's just interesting that we didn't have like even kind of one, uh, listen, we don't need to bang on about the quality of these, uh, these championship clubs any longer, but and that's not they're what better than we is. are. They're better than, yeah, exactly. Each one of them, even, even, even the keepers, even Flecken, who's not even on a promoted team, but feels like a second, <laughs> feels like a fourth division keeper, uh, is probably better than me at some things. Uh, I think I'm a better keeper, but he might be better at me than other stuff. Uh, all right. Driver. Well, yeah, I, I, he might be. Maybe he's a better driver than I am. That's very possible. Um, all right. Well, let's. I want to get into the double game week stuff, but uh, first, just a quick shout out to join the Patreon, uh, support the pot, especially now, Brandon. I I need the support because uh, as we as we talked about, my confidence, while not quite shaken yet, is is on the verge of being shaken. So, uh, mm-hmm. but each new Patreon supporter that we get. Uh, buoys my confidence at least to do this podcast yeah. if not to it's make like, my transfers is it that point in peter pan where the patreon membership has to clap their hands to bring you back to life like tinkerbell yeah, yeah i think that's pretty much it i need to be tinkerbelled uh <laughs> back into uh get everyone's uh, my own good graces i don't know uh so if you get an extra podcast each week you can come and chat with us on the discord um i uh yeah, I enjoyed. I was trying to get uh, bucked up by some of our uh, Patreon supporters today. Thank you to Francis and Sam and others. Uh, and thank you to our newest patrons, Tom King, Mikey Gray, Ben Coombs. Uh, ben, you're going to have to make sure we – Ben is a new producer patron. Thank you to Ben. Yeah. But you're going to have to tell us how to pronounce your last name. C-O-U-M-E. Would you call that Combs? Coombs? I think I there's a couple know. different uh, ways you could go there. Kume? Uh, Kume, oh, you think he's French? Maybe he's Ben. Yeah, until until we hear Creole, otherwise, perhaps. Until we hear otherwise, Ben, you're going to be Ben Kume on the pod, um, and uh, Joseph Austin as well. So thank you to Tom, Mikey, Ben, and Joseph, our newest Patreon supporters this week. Uh, get in there, and we'll do another podcast before Game Week Seven kicks off. Brandon, let's take a quick break. We'll get back and talk about Game Week Seven. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Ben, we're back. Game Week 7 kicks off on Saturday. We got to Another another weird one scheduling wise. They will just will never do a normal schedule anymore. We have uh, we have eight teams that play on on Saturday, and then uh-huh. one single match on Sunday. I don't know why, just one single match on Sunday, uh, and then we've got a Monday match and then a Tuesday match. So it's Saturday through Tuesday this week. Uh, the reason we have a Tuesday match is because of the Luton Burnley double game week. So uh, I know everyone's planning to take some time off from work uh, in order to uh, watch that. So make sure you get that in with your manager on uh, Monday. Don't, don't wait till Tuesday morning. You know, sometimes you get Too those late. meetings yeah. Yeah, put on yeah. your calendar. Um, so uh, yeah, so a really meaty um, Saturday 
uh, Saturday fixture. And uh, yeah, I know that'd be a fun one to go to go watch in person. I don't know. I have to think about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm open to it. I will say yeah. uh, the the people producing the uh, NBC Gold Rush product product uh, they had a they had a stinker on Saturday where the sound wasn't synced up. Uh, oh, I noticed that. Yeah, that is. I, I don't think NBC even wants their name on that because that is. Um, it's like a Premier uh, League product that they just it, pipe in through through their. I, I um, think so. Computers. I don't want to. You know, that's a. Uh, listen, I, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of hands making that thing, but who knows? What do I know? Right? I, we're not. We're not in broadcast production. Uh, well, it would be so great. You're right. It, the it, it seems like it is not overly critical to ask the sound to be synced up with the product <laughs> that, you're, it. that you're promoting. I'm just flagging yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. It's room, room for improvement. Yeah. I'm going to go four stars in, instead of five stars, and that's still of a, a vote of confidence. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm already missing our Friday deadlines because there's something about it's less I need to watch a match on Friday. I kind of just want to lock in my fantasy team yeah. uh, by Friday. There's something about that early lock-in and like the sooner we can jump into the next game week the better it is kind of um, nice that that is true i was i was up until super late uh before my i guess it was before my the game week five because i played my wild card and it was like 1 a.m and i was still stressing out because i was like i just wanted to get it locked in and i just yeah. but, I, but there was no reason there was no actual time limit right it was like I, in theory i could just stay up all night working at it and so it is kind of nice to have that that Friday deadline just forced there. There is basically Saturday is uh, the f- game week. This is like Boxing Day or something like this. The yeah. only relevant fantasy teams play on Saturday. Yep. For you well, know, maybe you know, some people have Brentford for sure. But yeah, obviously we're going to jump into the double game week stuff and how that does extend our our interest from Saturday all the way to to Tuesday. So, yeah. so should we, should we start with, uh, Luton town and Burnley or do you have something yeah. else cooking? No, I think that sounds good. So, um, yeah, I think the first question here is, is there a MFFA make fantasy fun again case for simply sitting this double game week out? Brandon, is that, is that anti MFFA to you to just sit out this double game week? Well, I've already made a transfer to participate in the double game week. And I'll be honest, I could see it. I got rid of Ollie Watkins. Okay. And wow. after the are, goal and three bonus. Well, you know, it's a, you know, I don't want to get caught in recency bias. Ollie Watkins was always on his way out the door. He's not really had the, the best start to the season. There've been some drips of fantasy points, but I think, uh, uh, I, I'm just not I'm not keen to keep Ollie Watkins. Mm-hmm. That said, the point is keeping a player like Ollie Watkins. Yes, he's just coming off of a goal and three bonus. It would be fun to keep him. So uh, what I'm what I'm saying is any player you drop to bring in a Burnley or Luton player is probably equally as fun to have. So I think who you have and how you play this double game week uh, is a bit of a wash. Uh, it's just going to separate the people who like gambling from the people who just like playing, uh, playing by the by the letter of the law, sort of thing. So I, I feel like you like gambling. Then is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because you brought in you brought in. Okay, because I don't I, was, I don't I wouldn't say I normally would profile you as a gambling enjoying fantasy manager. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I I think that the the. Th- there's an interesting way in, or I don't know, it's not really a hedge, but with Burnley and Luton players being so cheap, it's it's kind of like a way to postpone, I need to solve my third striker problem, if it is a problem. But let's say, like, for the sake of argument, I need to solve a third striker problem. I need to solve a defender problem. Mm-hmm. Bring in one of these double game week players, and then <laughs> figure out how you actually long term want to solve that problem yeah. after game week seven. So that's like a little bit of a gamble, though. You're taking this this perfect little bite sized window to jump in there and try to yeah. maximize. Yeah, it's, I think it's um, yeah, I, I think it feels it feels worthwhile. Um, I think if you have Dinkles, I mean Watkins, I think you could make a case for not making a transfer um, just because he has a home match in game week um, seven um, has a nice run of fixtures after that. But I think uh, if you have Nicholas Jackson, for example, who just picked up his fifth yellow uh, now has one of the like 
all-time worst starts for for a player who is like pretty heavily you know big upped going into the season right he uh, has uh one one single goal uh to go with uh, so i think his i think his returns are one one seven one 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 which i i i don't think i've ever seen that point line before to start a fantasy season right one one seven one 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 so one single goal um surrounded by five yellow cards. Um, so it's, um, so I think for him, like going, going Jackson to, um, to Morris just makes complete sense. It seems like that's like just a, a super easy move that you could make. I mean, you could, you could go, um, Julian Alvarez as well. I think that's fine. I mean, I think the, the, the Alvarez thing was, that was obviously the kind of the big story of last week was whether you, whether it was absurd to get, Julian Alvarez before they played Nottingham Forest at home as if that was like some highly controversial thing. And then, and then of all things, Rodri, who never, who doesn't even have tattoos. That's how clean this guy lives. Texas you know? Yeah. Texas shirt. And he picks up a violent conduct red card, which I did not have that on my like bingo card of possible options for this match. And, and then they need another defensive player basically to hold on to their lead. And so somebody has got to go and they drop, uh, Julian Alvarez, like to me, that doesn't, and then everyone was like, Oh, pep roulette, pep roulette. I'm like, are you watching this game? Like this is, this is not pep roulette. This is just tactics. Like sometimes you take a player off in the 56 minute. He was heavily involved in the attack in the first half. Absolutely could have had an attack in return. I feel great about Julian Alvarez moving forward. Um, and you know, they play wolves away, which is a great fixture for, for Man City. And I suspect that most of the squad is going to be rest. I believe that they play, it's either Tuesday or Wednesday, they play in the um, Carabao Cup. So um, everyone, you know, I, 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 I guess if he played like 90 in that, then then maybe you have to get a little worried about whether he was going to start this weekend. But it feels unlikely to me that they, I think I think like a lot of players are going to get heavily rest. Well, actually, I don't know, actually. And I mean, I, I, who would you play up front if you're not going to play him? I guess that's the question. Do you go... Uh, yeah, this is why it's bizarre maybe. that they got yeah. rid of Ollie Palmer. Uh, like, yeah, he Cole feels Palmer. like a, yeah. a, a, yeah, Cole Palmer. Who's Ollie, Ollie Palmer? Ollie, I think you missed, it, you blended oh, Ollie Watkins and uh, Cole, Cole Palmer. Ollie Palmer is the, he plays for um, Wrexham, I think. The, that's the, that's oh, the, okay. the, the big <laughs> yeah. lad there. Oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, to, to have Cole Palmer in your squad feels like, yeah, we we need him for for these situations where yeah. now the city squad is is still riddled with some injuries. Rodri's going to be out for at least three weeks. Put the hand, put his hands on the man's throat. Yep. Uh, so I, Pep just needs as many players as he he can. I love the security of that for Julian Alvarez. Yeah, uh, but it does make me concerned with concerned with the fixture pileup. Um, so I think you could make a case for, for going Alvarez if you didn't have him already. Like I wouldn't move Alvarez to Morris. I think, I think Watkins to Morris is fine. I think Jackson to Morris is ideal. Like that's a great move. And, uh, it's like you said, it's just a, it's just a fun gamble. Um, and because of a little bit of risk about starting for all, like if you didn't have Alvarez already, right. I guess, I guess in my case, I have, I have three forwards right now. A lot of people only have two forwards, right? So like, I don't think it's like. I don't think Morris is so valuable that you need to like rearrange your team to get him right. Like if you have Archer and you're like, Oh, I just really want to have a piece of this double. I would suggest maybe just, just, just forget about the double. It's on Tuesday. You're not going to, there's always this feeling. Oh, like I just, whatever points I have, I'm just going to lose them all because everyone who has a player in the double is going to surge past me. But I think we saw last season when we had double game weeks practically every week that um, a lot of doubles are busts. We see this again and again. And so maybe it's, maybe actually there's an MFFA case. In fact, the MFFA way is to pretend that the double, what double, Brandon, is maybe the mm-hmm. MFFA approach. Oh, they play twice. I don't even know who Luton Town is. That's mm-hmm. the approach you should be taking. Is Luton Town a, a club in the Premier League? That's the first I've heard about it. That might be the approach to take this, this game week. We should all just play fantasy baseball this week. Yeah, I think exactly. is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can if you can get him without a hit and without a, a um, you know, s- screwing anything else up, then then that's really the only way. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I agree. Now I'm going to yep. be doubled up with Kabore in the defense, and uh, right. the 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 problem with Chilwell makes this a lot easier uh, yeah. for me to just outright bench Chilwell and play Kabore. And 
so I'm all I'm that's about as close to all in as I think anybody should be. Yeah, I think, and honestly, I mean, I guess just the way I order this, I, I had Burnley first, but let's, let's do Bert, uh, Luton first. They play uh, in the double, they play away to Everton and home to Burnley. So it is a good double for them. I mean, the problem is they're, they're just not very good, right? But, you know, Carlton Morris is a 5.5 million forward. Uh, it's probably the only truly decent double game week asset. He's got two goals and one assist. And as we saw this game week, he's on pens. I thought he, he had a nice moment. He hit the, uh, the uh, I, I can't remember, I guess it was the post. Um, it was supposed to the crossbar. I actually can't remember anymore, uh, but he had a nice move. It was like outside the box. This is early in the, in the first half for Luton. And I thought he generally played pretty well. It was pretty active and had a little bit of, remind me of Mitro a little bit. He's a little more hulking than Mitro, but has the kind of mm-hmm. similar qualities where he's a kind of, you know, like a real aggressive presence in the box. Um, you mentioned Kabore too. He's super cheap. 4 million picked up an assist in game week six. Um, your advantage of him is if you went chill well, to Kabore, for example, that free up something like 1.6 million. That's money that could turn, um, I don't know, maybe that turns Bruno or somebody like that into uh, Salah long term. Right? There's there's mm-hmm. sort of there's some advantages to to going real real cheap with Kabore. So I think that uh, I think he, that he's valuable. I mean, I honestly, if you got one clean sheet out of the two, that would be I think that'd be pretty. Um, that, that'd be a pretty great return. So it's that I, you know, like I don't think like burning points to bring in a Luton defender would be anything that I would advise. That doesn't no. seem, yeah. Um, no, that's sort yeah. of like either you're already in or you're not going to be in. Yeah. And I think I'd avoid the rest of the squad. Um, is there an MFFA case, Brandon, for Carlton Morris captain? Captain Morris. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. That feels like the antithesis of fun to me. <laughs> The, the fun of this game week has to just be its its sheer existence. I don't know. I mean, Man City play Wolves way. Wolves are are not a super strong squad. Um, I, I, and, they're, and they're also down a defender now because of the red card. Oh, actually, maybe that one. No, that was the violent conduct red. So he is going to be out for that. Um, so um, the, all these violent conduct reds. It doesn't feel like that's like a, there's a rise in that. It's like we used to we used to just get the simple two yellow reds branded but now we're in we're in a new territory here with violent conduct mm. uh anyway so i i think i'm with you there i think uh i would just uh captain uh erlen holland guys i don't even think see it's not even that boring to me because there's there as long as he keeps scoring goals it's kind of fine and like every week i feel like there are people who pop up into like my feed or whatever and they're like oh hey i'm like really going for it this week i'm gonna captain nicholas jackson you know it's like let's do this and then you're like okay and it's it just feel, it feels like sort of all, it's so risky all the time and there's not a lot of upside and then every single week holland scores and so you're like well i just got like an easy breezy six points and occasionally i'm gonna get 20 and i just never have to think about the captaincy anymore and i have found that that doesn't really bother me it turns out that i I'm they're thinking about my transfers or whatever, or even like the lineup that I put together is, mm-hmm. is just as engaging to me as like who I'm going to get double points from this week. It doesn't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it seems like it's kind of fine. Weirdly. Yeah. So that brings us to Burnley, uh, where, you know, speaking of red cards, they lost Lyle Foster for this game. Week. So you have, you have, yeah. Lyle Foster's got the red Zeki, uh, um, Dooney. I know you're kind of a fan of this guy. He uh, scored in game week five, perhaps take a takes on an even more pivotal attacking role in Lyle Foster's absence. I think I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I, even the, I think I'm not convinced the site is right about this. Are we, or actually, I guess it depends. Is there, um, you know, we, we can probably find this out right away. Does Burnley, has Burnley already been knocked out of the Carabao cup? Um, Cause wouldn't that be one of his, or does like a does a violent conduct red not count? I don't I don't know how how does that work. Now they now they play they play Salford City, in the Carabao Cup on Tuesday. So wouldn't that count as one of Lyle Foster's three matches on the ban? Uh, I don't know. I I, I think guess he's like totally seems he's totally off the table. Yeah, the point is he's he's off the table. You're not going to have Lyle Foster. Just don't just don't do it, especially because. 
Yeah, I mean, in one of the matches is Newcastle. There's just not a lot to enjoy about this Burnley team as, at, at the moment. Maybe maybe Vincent Company's going to figure it out. We all love Vincent Company. We're all we're all rooting for him. So uh, <laughs> the the def- the defenders have done nothing. Uh, Koyosho has had some moments. He's got a nice ex lively uh, five million mid. Picked up an assist a couple weeks ago. Uh, so if you really really just wanted a Burnley player, I think he might be one to target. I don't really know. Maybe. Um, you made a bet with a friend and you both have to get in Burnley players or something like that. If, if so, I would maybe, uh, I would look at him and may, maybe and Dooney just, just for fun. And Dooney also, he was playing, he was playing with Foster. So even if Foster was back, it wouldn't, it wouldn't render him Dooney, um, sort of to the bench. He would, they would just play together. So, um, that's the extent of my M Dooney knowledge, but there you go. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, let's get on to some, some game week. So, so basically the long and short of it is get Carlton Morris, you could consider Kabore and everything else from these two squads is off the table. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's a shame. I think like Burnley actually looked really good uh, against Nottingham forest on that Monday night fixture. Uh, and then the, I think the red card just kind of like blew it all up. And uh, yeah. now I'm, now I just don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Foster, you're right. There would have been a fun debate. Which of the two forwards do you get? And and then that, yeah, that did, did take that off the table a little bit. Um, all right, let's get on to a couple in, in important transfer questions here. Aloha Lounge says, uh, now that uh, Pochettino has come to Chelsea manager disease, who is the best chiller replacements if we're looking to take money out of defense to fund a solid move? So we talked a little bit about Kabori. That would be kind of a fun short-term move. But to me, I think the answer has to be bring in a a first, or if you already have one, a second Newcastle defender. I feel like that would that's that's where I would be kind of leaning at the moment. I just I mean, it's like you could Man United have a nice fixture run, but I just don't trust them at the moment, and so I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't get one of their defenders. No, definitely not. And even Man City, uh, I don't know if they just deceived. Uh, deceived us this weekend by actually getting a clean sheet, but they have kind of a bumpy patch of fixtures for a team as leaky as they are as Arsenal, yeah. Brighton, and Manchester United starting in game week eight. Otherwise, yep. I would say, yeah, let's mix it up and, and go back to city defense. Yep. But I do think it really is all about Newcastle and Spurs and the advantage of Spurs being as they have the, the cheap attacking fullbacks and yep. Newcastle are just sturdy and i don't i still don't want to get too caught up in the uh trippier is the only way into this defense i again i'm like hung up on the sheffield united of it all and how much space trippier had to play with and how how big of a difference trippier's price point versus his fpl returns like where Where's the value going to land when you're looking at Botnan versus Trippier over the course of the next four weeks? Now, based on what we saw against Sheffield United, I guess you're you're voting Team Trippier right now. But I, I'm still thinking about what do I have to do to get Mosala into my team? Yeah. Uh, where do I get extra cash? And I think that's a pretty straightforward place to get extra get an extra one point five. Yeah. If yeah you go. And- you're right. The, the Sheffield United part of it can't be totally overlooked uh, because those were the first attacking returns he had the entire season. Uh, yeah. He had n- no goals or assists for the first five matches. You know, he's always threatening. I don't want to make it sound like it's it's you know he's he's offered kind of nothing, but it's the first time he's delivered anything um, through the first you know going to the, the week six and the second half of last season we saw a real dip in form as well and they have the Champions League so um, yeah so I, I'm with you I think there's still an argument and and also you can't have everybody like I don't, I don't know that's not a very fun answer but it really is hard to have it's hard to have Sun and Salah and Saka mm-hmm. and a Man United defender and or, or a Man United midfielder and I, I don't know like three forwards up front and and then Matoma and, and Bomo, right? It's like you start to go through this and you're like, well, how am I going to make this work? It's like, you can't, you just can't. It's like there's, mm-hmm. So you just have to pick a number of them and, and sort of, yeah, so I, I don't think I can get to Trippier anytime soon. And that's just something I'm going to have to like, just hope he doesn't kind of completely go off, right? right? So is it too big brain to say, I'm going to save money and get Char and Botman and that will more than cover 
one trippier, and that's a more effective spreading out of my defensive funds. Yeah, I mean, given that we're not, I mean, there's a question from El Fat Boy. He says, is cheap at the back the way forward now with no consistent level premium defenders feels like you can get a good enough line without going above five million. I mean, just given that you can get them for so cheap and they kind of, you've got a field three no matter what. Right. It's sort of it's like you can make a case for just I mean, looking ahead for Newcastle, they they play Burnley at home in seven um, West Ham away in eight. A tricky picture just to be sure. Palace at home game week nine. Palace have really struggled to score as far this season. Uh, away to Wolves in 10. I think that'd be considered a pretty good fixture. Uh, home Arsenal 11. So that's but, you know, I mean, obviously we can keep we, you could keep going and going. But uh, certainly for the next four weeks, you could start them in all four of those matches or three out of four of them. Feel pretty good about it. And um, I try not to look more than four or five matches ahead at any given time. Right. Because it's just not. Um, so I don't know. So it's like it feels like I see a lot of clean sheets there. Like, do I see them like do I see Crystal Palace conceding eight goals and get letting Trippier get three assists? No, I don't. Right. I think of them as a pretty solid defensive team. And so mm-hmm. um, it's like I see clean sheets here. I don't necessarily see destructive. Um, I mean, what about Dan Byrne? Is there like I, I couldn't believe he scored today because he feels like he never he never does. But he is in theory a slightly more attacking presence in that squad right like what do we i mean he's played the full 90 every single match this season we never talk about dan Byrne. um (laughs) i don't know like i guess it maybe feels like there's more replacements for him or something yeah i think the lewis hall and uh, who who is on loan from chelsea and then livermento uh those are two fullbacks that could come in and and fill in so i i think Given like, so cheap at the back, yes, I totally agree. And the fewer transfers I have to use is is best. Yeah. It's it's almost like a, a goalkeeper plus defense right now. It's like get them yep. cheap, get them valuable, and never move them. If you look at the top 10 scoring fantasy defenders right now, only four of them cost above uh, $5 million. And yeah. Trippier is, is the only one above $6 million. Uh, you know, uh, Joachim Anderson at Palace, 4.7. Botman, 4.6. Cash, 4.7. Romero, 4.8. Yeah. Uh, some, there's some guys who you would definitely never have in your fantasy team yeah. here, like DeSassi and Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> even a stupid on started at five, right? I mean, yeah, you know, uh-huh. so like he's up to five, three now, which still is, I think, pretty yeah. low considering this guy is like turning one of these defenders who, kind of like Trippier, honestly, who if he gets an attacking return, he's going to get bonus points. Right, because he's so he's so involved in the in the kind of lead up to just to goal scoring. So if you say money is not a factor, I'm just going to get the best defenders, come what may. Um, if you do that, you're going to get really cheap guys. So that yeah. kind of answers the question. Anderson being second is kind of crazy. Like that one, that that one definitely snuck up on me. I pulled I pulled this up as you were talking. I I guess it's just. Yeah, I mean, it's just, he only has one goal. It's not like he's fluked a whole bunch of attacking returns. It's just that he's got six bonus points and just, I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting. Um, we probably, we probably yeah. slept on Crystal Palace defense a little bit this season. You and me. Yeah, it's there. They they in Fulham. It's interesting that they played Fulham this weekend and they came to a nil-nil result. It's like, yeah, Palace and Fulham have secretly been like the best places to put your defensive budget uh, in the, in yeah. the entire league. So I think we've, so we are, we are affirming Al Fat Boy's <laughs> decision here. Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Um, and, uh, what about Matty Cash? Have we like, um, I know you were just, you, you kind of got, you got rid of Paul Torres, which I do understand, but is, does Matty Cash interest you a little bit more? He's still, he's still very cheap. And, uh, you know, it's 4.7 million He's still getting mm-hmm. tons of minutes. He had that kind of mm-hmm. one, classic heavily transferred in player syndrome where he went from 17 to minus one the next week, but you know, picked up, a, picked up a clean sheet in this, the Chelsea match today. I, I like him. I think he's a fun, he's a fun player. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm also, I, you know, I'm one eighth Polish, you know, just like him. So it's kind of fun that we're both uh, representing. Like, I represent Poland like on this cash. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think if you were to go Villa, then Cash is definitely the defender to get. I mean, Dean had his had his moments mm-hmm. uh, against Chelsea. So that's, yep. he, this hammered this incredible uh, shot towards Sanchez, forced to save from him. So both their fullbacks looking good. I mean, I do admit that I thought 
Pau Torres had a rough, he was just very much trial by fire for him at the start of the season. And he's growing yeah. into that team. Yep. I, and I guess you have to give Aston Villa some credit at this point where they are creating chances. They seem, it's like classic Unai Emery, just like very yeah. foundational Aston yep. Villa right now. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 the trust, my trust is still not with them for whatever reason. Yeah. I, well, I think there's a little bit of risk still with the two, with, with the two of them as well. I mean, maybe, 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 um, cash is a little safer. I mean, the, um, eventually, um, uh, Alex Moreno, Moreno is going to yeah. be back, um, for, for Villa. It looks like he's, he's now up to 75% chance of playing. He hasn't played a match a minute yet this season. I think he will ultimately challenge Dean for, for some minutes. Um, there was a little bit of, you know, Diego Carlos is a player who could, who could challenge uh, Cash at some point, but he's he's further away, um, and so I think that I think Cash is pretty safe. I kind of wish they if they weren't playing Brighton at home, and I just feel like Brighton are just never going to go into a match without like Brighton are going to win every match three one this season. It feels like to me, it feels like they're going to be the first team to win thirty eight. I, I know like that literally hasn't even happened every match so far this season, but it just feels like that is like they they are a squad that's set up to win every game three one and. Uh, how many times have they done it so far this season? They have done it. They've done it three times. Three one has been the result in their last four matches because they lost at home to West Ham three one. Then they beat Newcastle three one. Went away to Man United and won three one, and hosted Bournemouth and won three one. So you're getting three one in virtually Incredible. every, <laughs> virtually every. You don't know which way match. it's going to be. Yeah, but, you don't know. Uh, you don't know which way it's going to be. And the other, <laughs> what's weird? The other two games. Was a was a four one and a four one, so they are they are it's weird, right? They're, 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 so through six matches, they have only won matches <laughs> right, three one or four one on the season. Well, I have to get my numerology textbooks off the bookshelf to to figure this one out. I'll come back with the full report. There's something yeah. here. Something's <laughs> going on with this Something, team. Something's going on. I know <laughs> they can't keep a clean sheet. Is what's going on clearly, but <laughs> uh, but I I God, everyone loves this. This for Bruggen guy. They, come on, what about him? Yeah. yeah. Horrible, horrible goal to give we away. Got a weird a weird year for keepers, hasn't it, Ben? We got we have some we've got some good ones, got some you know, Vicario. Even Sanchez, I think, has done okay for Chelsea at times. And uh I'm not gonna blame him for conceding a goal when um when they're when they're eleven on ten. But um yeah, I didn't even realize that Neto was up to second and and goalkeeper points. Did you? That's that snuck up on me there a little bit. Your boy. No, it's been a while since I cruised by that page, but uh yeah, he must be receiving a lot of shots. Well, he is, you know what, he's a David Rea style keeper where it's, you get, at least like the way you raised to be at Brentford, where it's, it's like, it's like one or 10 is what you get from him. And so he's got two, 10, two, one, 10, one. But Jeez. again, it's, it's just hard for people to accept that you're going to get such extreme outcomes with keepers. And even myself, I, I you know, I should have gone with Leno on my wild card. And I was like, well, I want in theory to get more clean sheets. And so, and then of course he's got two, two back to back. So, uh, Leno, I guess is the clear and they've got a great, not a great, but they've got a pretty good run of fixtures ahead too. I, I mean, at this point, Chelsea at home, like yeah, decent chance of keeping a clean sheet. And that one, I would think, right. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know who's scoring for Chelsea right now. I mean, it's they're bad. They're so bad. <laughs> it's weird. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? It's like it doesn't um just out of curiosity. I'm always I I love going on transfer market and I will occasionally I'll just like I was just like, you know, with um Odegaard signing a new contract this week. I was like, oh, I'm curious what his value is up to in transfer market. And you know, it's like roughly a, a hundred million or something like that, right? It's uh he's second in the squad to to Sako. I think it's at like 120. Um and I think the two of them are are just behind, I think it's Foden and and uh, Holland in terms of overall. I don't want to pull it all up right now because it'd be boring to talk about. But you know, I think it's like it's those two, and then it's like three of the next four are Arsenal players, right? And then there's some someone else is is, is up there as well. And hmm. but basically, you've got to. I think I think like Rashford and Bruno. Um, but you've got to go down like to tenth or eleventh before you find a Chelsea player, right? It's like Enzo Fernandez or something like that. And so it's like. It's, they totally remade their squad, and yet when you look at the kind of best of the best in the Premier League, they're not even on there, right? It's just a very, it's a very weird and 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 to bring this to fantasy, I think that it, it is relevant because we're kind of 
we sort of got seduced but the fact that they were cheaper, right? They're like, well, mm-hmm. they're like, they're a top club, um, but they're priced at like a mid table price. And so we should go for mm-hmm. them. But it turns out they're, they're at least at the moment, not a top club and they are priced honestly a little expensive for what, for what you're mm-hmm. getting from them. So it's, um, I mean, obviously like there's, there's no, there's no need to pour on with pour on with Chelsea because, uh, it's not fun for their supporters and, um, it's, it's not fun to watch either. Um, mm-hmm. and so I, uh, I love Pochettino. I hope he figures it out, but it's, it's definitely a mess. And, uh, his they, they jackets. Really need, uh, I, I love uh, his double-breasted jackets that he's wearing. Like, what a natty he's, fellow! Yeah, he's got a great look. A well-dressed man. And I don't like to see him unhappy because do he I. is really—he's built to bring joy. I I think so too. I, I I think I think you're absolutely right. I think he's the uh, he spreads joy. Uh, I, I like, you're right. I, he's my favorite player on that squad. I know, I know he was in, he's even play for Chelsea, Brennan, but I'm going to call him an Why not? player. Given yeah. the way things are going, just he's suit former, up. That's Potch. true. He's a former player. He can get, get back out there. Show him how it's done. Um, all right. One more question here, Brandon, uh, from Sarsfield. He says, I'm slowly building up funds for another premium player. That's my style of play. He says, I realize the style may not be for everyone. I like the little parenthetical note there Sarsfield you didn't need to say that but I understand why you did says my question is do I save my money for Sun or Sala Sala would probably require even for me a wild card so if you can get to Sun with transfers you got to get to Sala with the wild card that is a that's definitely a a key factor here but just look looking kind of beyond that um, do we think that Sala is worth the extra three million over Sun I do I do. Liverpool have not lost a match. Is that right? Yeah, they're in second place right now. And uh, yeah, right there. Uh, yeah, five five wins, one draw. They're like secretly <laughs> just having an incredible season. Um, and I think where Liverpool are just going about their business, we're getting sucked into these narratives of new managers at at Spurs and what is that doing for their players and just the, the vibes at the club. Uh, and, and then Sun gets wrapped up in, in all of that, like where in the pitch is he playing, et cetera. And yeah, Liverpool Sal is doing the same thing he's been doing for however many years under Klopp. Yep. And watching what I did of Liverpool this weekend, Salah, I, was, I just really enjoyed watching him. He was always in the right spot. He's just like head up the the entire time. Yep. I definitely want him more than I would want Sun, even after Sun's exploits two out of the last three game weeks. I just yeah. think the consistency is there. And what we have been saying the last few weeks is that Sala is the Harry Kane of this season where he will uh, drip, drip, drip. And you'll be happy that he did uh, come the end of the season if you buy in early. Yeah, I mean, he got 10 points from only one return, which doesn't happen very often for, for Salah. So that, I think, points to what you're saying about him being really involved in the attack. Um, yeah, I mean, Sun is... Uh, I, the thing is, you can, you can... It feels like, obviously, this week, we had a really extreme case of it where it was Madison feeding Sun the goals. But I think, in general, I think that Madison is the player who I almost feel like is the more essential player on this... Uh, on the Spurs squad, assuming he's okay. That knee looked bad, but I, I guess he's fine. I don't know. He like, he stayed out there. So I don't know. Let's, I don't know if there's any updates on that yet. I can't imagine they'd let him go out there and run for as long as he did. If that was yeah. a concern and yep. you know, the, you could see the physios testing his his knee on the pitch and they didn't see Madison wincing yep. at all. I guess so, it's fine. Played ah, for like 15 more minutes. Yeah. yeah. Fing, fingers crossed that he's good because my God, that, that would just be catastrophic in any number of ways. Just general enjoyment of the premier league. Yeah. Horrible for Spurs fans. I'm horrible for, for Mato. So please, please don't let that happen. Yeah. I, I think, um, I guess for me, kind of depends on how high sun's ownership goes. I, I mean, they play Luton in game week eight, so that's that's obviously a great fixture for. I think you could consider uh, captaining Sun for that Luton fixture in game week eight, especially because Arsenal and Man City play each other that week. So that is something to to keep in mind, I suppose. Um, and yeah, at the moment, I'm feeling a little uh, anxious about not having Sun for that match. Although I don't even know how I'd get there. Right? It's like it's. 
going to be it's going to be tricky. So if you could get Sun and Salah and Madison, maybe that's the way to go. Um, I, I mean, there's only so many midfielders you can have, though. So I, I'm kind of with you. If you had, if you just had, absolutely had to have one, I think you're right. It's like just get Salah. Think of him as a set and forget option. He play. I mean, also Sun gets taken off the pitch at like the 74th minute every match, right? Whereas Salah virtually always plays through to the end. Um, outside of what was like game week one, it was like, that was like the one time mm-hmm. he was, and he, he pitched a fit and you know, that doesn't happen very often unless they're absolutely destroying somebody. It's very interesting options around sun. Now at Brendan Johnson getting the start, uh, against Arsenal. What did you think about him? He, he was getting Nothing, into some yeah. really good spots, but he just, he seemed green. Um, yeah, maybe a little overawed by the occasion. I would say I have like no opinion on that. Like I, I didn't feel like I was like uh wasn't like blown away by Bernie Johnson in that match. Were you? I mean, I, I mean, I, I agree. Like he had a couple moments, but I, I don't know. I did. I like. I thought he was okay. I, I was. I wasn't like super impressed. Yeah, I guess it's an interesting question because Manor Solomon could play in exactly that position, and I think Manor Solomon yeah. is a better player. Yeah. Um, and more more ruthless and more more threatening. So it's I'm I'm just trying to figure out what Pasta Caliglio sees in Johnson that he doesn't see in Solomon and then and all additionally doesn't see in moving Son back a little left and and putting Richarlison back yeah. in. So uh, they, there there are lots of moving pieces up front, which again leads me to agree with what you're saying about Madison, where like the the one constant in that team is always going to be Madison at the heart of every attack. Yeah. And um, just, I don't know. It's like, it's really fun to see him with some, with a player like son and see what he can do. I mean, I guess he, he did have Vardy, although Vardy was, was kind of maybe at the approaching the end of his career um, when they were, when they were playing together and so he didn't necessarily see that. And and Vardy's kind of, I don't know. He's like, he's such a unique forward. Um, It's not like, I don't know. Anyway, so um, that's, I think that's the questions for this week's pod, Brandon. Um, Captain wise, looks like we're both leaning towards uh, Erlen Holland, right? Easily. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Why ain't, ain't broke. Don't fix it. You know, I look at Manchester United at home hosting palace palace, know how to play defense. Manchester yep. United kind of struggle to score that. That's not worth it. I think Arsenal away to Bournemouth is your only is is one of the options I see to be different mm. if you wanted to go with Saka. But Wolves, yeah. you, you mentioned the red card. They're just battered and not great this season. There's no reason to go against the grain. Yeah, that's kind of how I, how I feel too. It's just, a, I, I mean, I, I sort of gave my rationale earlier for why it's fine to not sweat about the captain choice too much. And I think we will have some more opportunities, again, including game week eight, where I think there's a really good argument for going with like a Madison or a son um, as your, as your game week eight captain. Uh, but we'll save that for next week's pod, Brandon. Um, what about this final question? Who is our X DIH for game week seven? The X dog in him brought to you by the hit movie strays. Uh, anyone uh, come to mind right now? Well, my wife saw the strays a uh, little square on the TV and she's like, Oh, that looks cute. Let's watch the trailer. And, uh, this is not, this is not a pet movie for the f- whole family, Josh. It's got a little yeah. bite to it. Ooh, shall we say? Yeah. I uh, so there. in, in the, in the spirit of that, who's going to be X D I H this week. Well, I liked what I saw from, uh, Jared Bowen, but M- Mikel Antonio was getting some flack because he predicted prior to the Liverpool match that West Ham were going to finish above Liverpool in the Premier League table and Liverpool beat West Ham sturdily three to one. I think Mikel Antonio is going to come back with that dog in him and Ooh. absolutely put the blades to the sword. I love the blades to the sword. I like that. I feel like I've I've got the spirit of Peter Drury in me right now. Yeah, exactly. All right. I like that. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go back to, to an old friend of ours, Brandon, uh, Brian and Bomo. I think, I think Brentford were, um, were really, um, I do not think that this club will let that stand. Whatever, whatever they just did last week. I mean, credit to Everton who did, 
play well. But uh, I thought Brentford were, were sleepwalking through that match. And I think I think Brandon Bomo has taken this team by the scruff of the collar since Ivan Tony uh, has left. I think that we see uh, an Bomo comeback, an Mboback. I think we see that in game week seven. So he is my ex-dog and him brought to you by the Hit Movie Strays now in streaming everywhere. I mean, I hope it's in theaters forever. Uh, I'm sure there's yeah, a there's like yeah, a dollar theater does. somewhere the in your does. town. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Correct, probably catch this on a second run. Yeah. The old quad uh, six, as they called it in Grand Rapids, yeah. Michigan, growing up. And if you've got if we've got enough interest, we'll just uh, buy a print of Strays and rent out our mm. own movie theater and keep That's it true. keep it going on the big screen. Yeah, like Rocky to. Horror Picture Show. We just like do mm-hmm. it every Saturday night. Midnight. Shout out your favorite yeah. lines. Whatever. Yeah. Throw dog treats at the screen. That's a great idea. All right. Well, if you have if you have more good ideas for the pod, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating, support the pod, lift my spirits, uh, get extra podcasts each week, get uh, merchandise at the highest level. For example, Ben Kume, Kumie, how do we decide we're going to say his Kume. name? Kumei. Kume, Brent Kume, uh, you'll be getting a, uh, not ben, Brent, Ben Kume, you're going to be getting a t-shirt from us uh, very a soon. A pint glass. A, a pint glass, of course. But maybe maybe yeah. a t-shirt eventually too, who knows? Maybe we'll just send you one for fun. I don't know. You know, sometimes we get crazy. Um, so, uh, but yeah, at the, at the highest budget levels, you do get um, you do get pint glasses and there's there's uh, discounts on merch and all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go. Brennan, do you want to thank our producers? Thanks, as always, to Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Babas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wild Mings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Belger, Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, Noah and Louise, Travis Grant, Julio Pena, Linus Venerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Frode Jacobson, Brennan, Daniel Hart, Lolly, and Ben Kume. Rate, review, subscribe to Always Cheating wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Follow us wherever you get your social media. And for all this information, you can visit our website, alwayscheating.com. Josh, I'll talk to you on Thursday night for our Patreon-only podcast where we can once and for all, uh, lock in this this first double game week of the season. All right, that sounds good. All right, and maybe yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll work in some other. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, this double game week. I think we took all the meat on that off that bone. So let's let's find some other uh, some other some other meaty topics. Uh, maybe people are on wild card this week. Feels like a weird week to wild card. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's the right week for some. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out more on Thursday. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Bye. <laughs>